Episode 287, Spring Break, State of Mind. Hey y'all, welcome to the Empowering Educators Podcast. I am Gretchen, your host and expert lesson learner. I'm a national board certified elementary teacher turned teacher, trainer, and coach. All the lessons I've learned and am learning on my edgy journey, I share with you right here. From every silly mistake to the most glorious successes, you're going to hear stories and strategies that will inspire you to become your best. I have to warn you, as an educator, I can't help but hold you accountable for doing the work. So every episode, I leave you with practical, tangible next steps so you can implement your learning and maximize your impact. Whether you're teaching a lesson or learning one yourself, there's always a lesson if you're willing to pay close attention. Elite educators, that's the secret to staying empowered. Bring on today's lesson. Hey, Elite Educators, Gretchen here of Always a Lesson, host of the Empowering Educators podcast. Let's talk all about the natural occurrence of waning motivation, focus, and performance of both students and staff, specifically in the spring season. I'm going to share with you some practical tips to help you put it into action. Are you sneezing? Because <laughs> I am. I am thankful for warmer temperatures and longer days of sunshine. But holy cow, allergies. And I don't even have them. But man, I'm suffering. And my husband who does have them, he is just a suffering mess. So I am praying for y'all and y'all pray for us. We'll make it through all the blooming. It sure is pretty outside. Well, the rationale for this episode is spring is here, spring break is coming, but it doesn't have to be a death sentence. And I wanted to come to you because I know both teachers suffer from spring fever, their their mind is elsewhere, they are waning in their motivation, this might be describing you or a colleague, but it happens with the kids too, and it's like the worst timing because you're trying to wrap up the year and end strong, and it's like, hello, is anybody out there? (laughs) Is your brain inhabited by dust mites? What is going on? So I was doing some research into spring fever, like what the heck is this thing? And there's actually like legit science behind what's happening. So it was called spring disease in the 1700s and the 1800s. And it was this crazy illness that happened in springtime. You would get fatigue, easy bruising, bone pain, maybe even hemorrhaging of your scalp and gums. Oh my gosh. And on and on it went. And it often led to death until they found a treatment, which was if you ate a lot of fruits and vegetables, suddenly you were able to kind of rebound back. And it had something to do with vitamin C lacking because you're cooped up all winter. And we kind of know that now because everyone always says, make sure you take your vitamins, you know, it'll help you not get sick and and help with kind of um, your body just wanting to shut off and shut down for a little bit. As I was continuing to research, I came across this cute blog post from foxwellforest.com called Embracing Spring Fever Tricks and Tips. And I'll put the website in the show notes for you. Just go to alwayslesson.com, click on podcast, find this episode, and you'll see it there. 
But this person designed this image and it says, here's the symptoms and here's your diagnosis of spring fever. So your symptoms are bouncing off the walls, chattiness, a severe lack of focus, pleased to stay out longer at recess, longing glares out the window, belting renditions of Olaf's beloved song in summer. <laughs> if you've seen the movie, you know exactly what part they're talking about. Teachers feeling like Charlie Brown's teacher. And that's exactly what's happening. Except sometimes the teachers too are, are doing the exact same things. So we know the research says your body truly does go through this thing in spring. It is a fact. We know it's because we don't have everything our body needs to work and produce at high levels, often related to the nutrients in our body, the food we're consuming, the vitamins we have. And then because of that, we see it uh, affecting classroom performance of both the teacher and the students. And so we know that the spring season is an important time as students are wrapping up their learning for the year, engaging in numerous tests to showcase their performance and understanding. And a disengaged mind can definitely be problematic and just not serve anyone well. So let's talk about how to prevent this from happening as if it's a perfect world. And then we'll talk about what to do when it does happen. So in terms of prevention, acknowledging it is big that we can name it's a thing and now we have the science to back it up but we also can expect it like it's almost weird if it doesn't happen to you because it is naturally occurring and discuss y'all this is a real thing you might notice some symptoms we can talk about it the quicker you recognize it's happening quicker we can get things on course like just normalize the fact that this happens and it should probably hit most people. And then you can start building in some supports to prevent it. I loved putting up different screensavers around the year and the kids loved the beach scenes and anything that made them feel like they were on vacation. So you can do that. I had tons of lamps and lights in the classroom to make it feel cozy, bright, exciting. Um, remind them to be good students, take their vitamins, adults too, especially teachers, and build in lots of movement. Sometimes we can distract the brain and we can get out of our lazy funk by forcing ourselves to just move. Even if it's walk in place while you're doing an activity or, uh, you know, high five someone in answer to this question. Just little behaviors like that keep the brain awake, keep the, the blood pumping and allows you to not kind of go comatose like you've just had a big Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> We also want lots of collaboration. We know that fires up the neurons as folks are talking and discussing and responding to each other. And one thing I found to be the most helpful is to give more breaks. In the spring, we know kids' brains are done. They no longer can work for long periods of time. They've taken in so much information. They're just on overload. And their bodies are saying, I am on empty. Like, please go lay down, do nothing. But we can't. We have to keep showing up. So taking a lot of breaks, intermittent breaks, five-minute breaks here, three-minute breaks here. I know it kind of is a challenge from the teacher perspective of designing an effective lesson, but acknowledging that we're trying to prevent this slump from happening, I think you're going to get a lot of support for trying to keep things engaging. And then really the last way to prevent it from occurring is to change up your routine. When we get into routine, we get 
sloppy almost. We kind of know what's coming, so we're putting in less effort. But when you change up a routine and you are doing things just out of nowhere, it adds a lot of fun and excitement. And then you get the blood pumping, the heart pumping, and now everyone is distracted and your body can't rest like it wants to rest or be lazy or check out. You're keeping them on their toes. And so those are ways to kind of prevent that spring break state of mind from coming over the minds of your students. And then you yourself apply the same thing. Put screensavers all over the place so you feel like it's spring outside or summer. Get all the lamps and lights you can. In fact, there is uh, many lights out there for light therapy. There's one called a happy light that had a lot of great reviews. So I'll stick the link to that in the show notes. But make sure you're chatting with all your friends and you're giving yourself a lot of breaks uh, throughout the day and not long breaks, just a quick break to try and get some of that energy and reserve back up, change up your own routine to make it fun and exciting. So you have something to look forward to. So all of these tips apply to the kids and what you're doing in the classroom, but also to you as an adult to ensure you don't start to slump too. Hey y'all popping in here real quick to remind you if you are loving the podcast, hop on over to iTunes to leave a star rating and type in a few words for the review. This helps other educators find the show so they too can be empowered. Lots of love and thanks. Now back to the show. So once it starts happening, even if you've done your best to prevent it, it might still rear its ugly head. So what do you need to do when it starts to happen? Notice when, like what time of day, what subjects is it happening? Is there something occurring right before that really revs it up? Try and pinpoint exactly when it goes down. And then remember why this is happening. Your body is depleted from vitamins, especially vitamin C. How can you get that into your diet? How can you ensure that you kind of help your body get back up to and out of this funk and then create a plan of attack? When you notice the symptoms, it's time to say, okay, it's raining today or it's snowing today. How can I try and get some movement? How can I get exercise? How can I eat a balanced meal to try and feed my body? How can I trick my body into getting some sunshine? Maybe you buy that lamp. But as it starts to happen, the quicker you can jump into productive mode of preventing it from getting worse, the better off you're going to be. Make sure you have some sort of outlet. You're going to be frustrated and annoyed and like, oh, it's the worst time. Why is this happening? So if you can go to indoor gym or go swim in an indoor pool, try and find a way to exercise because that's what helps the body kind of get out of the slump. Partner with uh, students and parents at home so that they know what's happening. Have them change up the routine, ensure they're getting nutritious food and vitamins, um, and that they can kind of try and do as much active things at home so that the, the brain and the body are awake and ready when it comes to school. Once kids are in school, partner their own with a peer. Remember, collaboration is big, but sometimes they just need to vent. Like, I cannot get my brain in it today. I cannot get focused. And just having that safe place to chat about the realities is helpful. And you clearly as an adult need your own buddy to be like, I am not in the mood to show up and teach today. What are we going to do? And then just adjust your schedule. If it's a super sunny day outside, even if it's cold, allow everyone to work by the window or you yourself pull up and cuddle next to the window. Try and get as much sunshine as you can. Even if it's a semi-cloudy day and you got one little ray of sunshine, go chase it because you know it's truly going to help. All right, so it's already happened. Now what do we do to get back on track after it happens? Acknowledge that you had a slip. Like yesterday, guys, none of us were focused or all last week or this whole month has been 
a struggle um, and make it a no judgment zone. Like I'm not here to make you feel bad because we know your body literally biologically cannot help what's happening. Um, and create a plan to just catch up and, and get back to high productivity mode. And if you've made any poor decisions, let's right our wrongs, right? Um, and most importantly, get the heck outside. I think that is really going to cure all and ensure you are full of energy and focus that your brain is able to operate at high level. So if it happens, just acknowledge it happened. No judgment zone and catch up. So we know that spring fever is not a new concept. It was here in the 17 and 1800s and it's not going anywhere. So we've got to deal with it. And just like we plan for content at different times of the year or we plan around different holiday or school events, we should also plan around spring fever. It is not a death sentence. It's just a naturally occurring obstacle that we have to navigate around. Students and staff, as we've been talking about teachers specifically, can still be successful, even if you start to experience this spring sluggishness. So hopefully this podcast episode empowered you with a plan of action to ensure you are productive during this challenging season of the year. All right, Elite Educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on turning a typically disengaged season into a productive one. Now go in and be great because you've just been empowered. <laughs>